It's not enough to simply be the best product anymore. You have to show people why it matters to them. That's why positioning and messaging is everything. It's how you connect to what customers really care about, make your product's value clear, and stand out from the rest. Easy, right? No, it's not. But you can learn from folks who have faced and conquered these challenges before. So join me, Emma Stratton, as I talk to top product marketing leaders about the wild and wonderful world of messaging, the thrills, the spills, the hard-won truths, and the total myths, the adventures in messaging. Today, I am so excited to be joined by Christine Satello, Group PMM at Intercom. Hey, Christine. Hi, Emma. <laughs> it is so good to have you on the show. Uh, really excited because I am a real fan of the Intercom brand, Intercom messaging. I've worked with many clients who have kind of called out Intercom as like the brand they admire and like, oh, could we could we say it kind of like how Intercom talks about customer data here? And um, so it's super cool to have you on the show today. And, uh, you know, since Intercom's messaging is so good, I mean, tell me, how do you do it? How do you approach messaging there? How do you make it so good? <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for having me. And um, thank you for all the compliments as well. Um, I think our approach to messaging, it's definitely evolved. I mean, I've been at Intercom for almost six years, so it's definitely evolved in that time. Um, I think where we kind of start with our messaging or where we think about it is the, the foundation is empathy, right? Like truly, really understanding customers or potential customers um, and the pain that they're facing. And, and you know, through that, the, the problem that your solution is solving for them. Um, I think the trap or the easy trap to fall into with positioning messaging is talking about functionality. Um, and that's like, there's not that emotive hook that's going to kind of bring people in. So I think, you know, kind of rooting things in that empathy layer um, really helps. And then I think the other side that we kind of constantly check ourselves against is, is this how people talk, right? <laughs> is this our vernacular? Are we using words that people use in their everyday lives? So, um, you know, I think those two things are pretty solid pillars um, around great messaging. Yeah, I love that. Start with empathy. Maybe we should put that on a t-shirt, right? It's like, <laughs> that is where it belongs. So how do you, when you're working, because I know you manage a team uh, of people who are creating messaging for all sorts of things. Do, how do you get them to, to empathize? Like, how do you start with empathy? Do you have any kind of techniques or are there things, best practices there? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think... Uh, there's two parts to this too. One part is just talking to our existing customers, right? Listening to what the problems that we've solved for them and how they've seen success there. Um, and so that's that kind of like, you know, understanding where, where people kind of want to end up when they use our solution. And the other part of that is talking to those who are not yet intercom customers who are using other solutions or nothing and, um, and what they're experiencing and then kind of using that, mirroring those two and using that as the foundation. And then we plug it into like a messaging framework, which probably most people have, but it starts with like pain, value, differentiator, you know, but without those two pieces of really truly understanding the customer and tr truly understanding our prospects, I think it's, it's too much guessing, you know? Yes. No, I love that, that you really look at not just existing customers, but prospects. Do you find there's often a wide gap between the two in your experience, or is it pretty easy to find themes? Like, how do you kind of see those two different customer sets, if you will? 
Yeah. You know what the, the themes or the pain points typically are pretty similar, right? Mm -hmm. There might be different ways of framing it, but it's still pretty similar pain points. I think where we see the gaps or where we see the disconnect in messaging is that customers are so used to us talking to them that they're, they're happy to kind of regurgitate what we tell them. We're like, we're just getting this like, you know, confirmation cycle, like, oh yeah, it does resonate. And then we'll put that same messaging in front of prospects. And they're like, we don't know what you mean by this word or this, you know what I mean? Um, I think that's where we see the biggest disconnect and when it really helps to kind of uh, test messaging across all, you know, all, all, all parties. Yeah, no, that is super interesting because I know about the own internal echo chamber that can happen within a marketing team, for example, or an organization where we make up our own words, it sounds normal to us, and then we you know, say it to the customer and they scratch their heads. But I guess Intercom being the type, you know, a large company and having this customer base where now the customers are part of that echo chamber, yes. <laughs> you know, so now like the new people don't quite understand, um, you know, what, what you're saying. So that's, that's really funny that like the problem can grow to even your fans and your, your loyal customers. 100%. So, yeah. Um, so how does, you know, you talk about speaking to customers, understanding prospects, um, how do you go about research, right? Is, is that kind of the main research or other kind of inputs that you pull into to guide your, your messaging strategy? Yeah, I think there's a couple different inputs. Um, I think the one that has been consistent my entire time at Intercom is leveraging our existing customers. That's usually the, <laughs> hopefully this doesn't sound crass, but it's the cheapest and fastest way to get feedback. So yeah, sorry. Um, so that's kind of like where historically we've always leaned into that. I think what's kind of layered on top of that is, okay, well, let's actually take this and, and test it with prospects. And now there's, I mean, now it's much more affordable and accessible as well with lots of different software out there. But I think right. it, there was a little bit more of a resistance in the early days because the feeling of like, oh, this is going to slow things down or, oh, do we really want to spend money here? Um, but this has definitely a, a, a become a bigger part of the input into how we test things and uh, and how we you know produce things. I think the other side is also just looking at the general marketplace, competitors, how do they talk, looking at, you know, things like G2 crowd and, um, you know, different areas like that, looking at analysts and how they they talk about our category and, um, and kind of using all of that as influence into how we position a message. Yeah. Just so many inputs. I think a lot of product marketing and, and positioning and messaging is like piecing together the pieces of the right. puzzle to make it fit. You know? And then like massaging it and making it your own. Right. Yes, exactly. Right. It's uh, it's definitely an art. Um, so do you, you know, have you had any sort of specific, challenges around messaging at Intercom, whether it's complexity or products, anything, has there been, you know, any kind of specific messaging challenges you've, you know, you've faced recently? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think the one common challenge that we face, hopefully I'm not like giving away any secrets here, but I think actually I've heard this um, through a lot of, like a lot of different companies face a yeah. similar challenge as well. When you kind of grow and you start to offer multiple products or solutions, yes. it's hard to find that identity. Like, okay, you know, who are we? What's that highest level of like, if you were to say you are this one thing or what's our like, you know, one sentence pitch. It's really hard to align on that. Um, you don't want to be put into a box. We don't want to be just a support tool or just a marketing tool. We want to be a platform or something. And I think that when you kind of elevate it that way, it sometimes just becomes very weak and soft and people don't know what you actually do. I, th I think that's, that is a, that's a challenge that so many companies 
um, face. I mean, of course I can see intercom facing that. It's like, how do you find that umbrella statement that is, you know, exciting, is clear, holds everything beneath it, makes sense. Do you have any kind of tips about what to think through when you're trying to come up with that, like one huge, you know, that one liner, that vision, that statement? I mean, any tips there? Yeah, I mean, we've done like whole projects um, kind of dedicated to this, um, I think over the last few years, especially. And there's all these different pieces that kind of feed into it. We, when we, we called it, I think the, the intercom story project a couple of years ago when we had launched it and it was like, let's look at how we tell our story today internally, even, you know, like, how's everybody kind of telling that intercom story? If you asked internally employees, what does intercom do? What are they saying? Um, and then we kind of took that same, same approach externally to our customers, to our prospects and kind of, you know, tried to kind of marry all these and, and create a very succinct intercom story. And then um, when we got to that piece, which took a while, right, you're kind of like forming the, taking a story that already exists and massaging it a little bit. I think then we had to, which was more of a challenge because this is like, you can imagine the, the time constraints and the, <laughs> the resourcing problem, but you have to take also your vision where you yeah. want to be and, and also draw the, draw the line between the two. And that usually has to come from the executive team. And, you know, I think there's also a lot of challenges there too. Like we don't want to be too, we don't want to box ourselves into much. We want to have freedom to be many things in the future. And so, um, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, work done, um, in that area. And then I think we, what we've done is just continue to test it, continue to kind of put it in front of people, checking, checking if this actually makes sense. And, and I think it's honestly, this is probably one of those projects that's just going to continue to evolve over time. Right. right. Yes. As a company evolves, you know, the story, the positioning, the messaging evolves too. Well, I think, you know, you're doing a great job because the messaging is great. And I know a lot of people really like it. So um, I'd say, you know, you've done a, a really great job. So um, thank you so much for kind of sharing, you know, behind the curtains, some of the tips and techniques you, you do over at Intercom. Thanks so much for joining. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, you made it all the way through. Thank you for listening. And as a reward, here's a little extra bonus content. So I need to know if you could banish one word from product marketing for all of eternity, what would it be? Um, yeah, I kind of hinted to this earlier, but I really, uh, the, the word platform just for me is so hollow. It means so, and I honestly, we're guilty of using it ourselves and it's sometimes impossible, but it just means so many different things that it ends up right. meaning nothing. And I think, um, that's a bit of a challenge. Um, I, I'll just sneak one other one in there. Um, and I, again, we use this, so don't, don't, don't be mad at me. Um, but accelerate, I feel like <laughs> yes. you see accelerate everywhere. Yes. It's just not a word I use in my day-to-day -day life. I'm never saying accelerate, so. <laughs> it's one of those, you know, I remember uh, doing a, uh, a findings presentation with a client and I was talking about overused terms in the sales technology space and uh, accelerate was one of them. And I called it like accelerator-rama, <laughs> like just everyone says it. And to this day, they kind of bring it up. They're like, I still say accelerator-rama. It's just so much of it. But platform also, I am so behind you there on platform. So <laughs> it's really good ones. Thank you. Cheers for listening. For more messaging fun, sign up for my newsletter at punchy.co forward slash newsletter or follow me on LinkedIn and Twitter.